What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This is Afternoon Drive, presented by Superbook Sports. Here's Aniwo Piro and Cody Rourke. Guten Tag, bastards. Welcome on back into the program, Afternoon Drive, Mile High Sports Radio. Hope you guys are doing well out there, staying warm and staying safe. Uh, I also saw what you retweeted this morning from Kyle Clark about Soul. Yeah, like, S-O-L. so true. Have you seen that campaign that they did? Yeah, how how long has that been going on? Five days ago is when you posted it. It was like right after the big snow, essentially. It's right? so yeah. bad. Like, hey, I might need a ride from you tomorrow. I ain't driving in the snow. Is it going to be snowy again? That's what they said. I got the dart back now, and I cannot drive that thing in the snow. Yeah, let me know. That how, is bad, like, how bad is it going to snow? I don't know. I just saw that it was going to. And you know what's sad about that is the, the city of Denver has not been plowing the side roads, and my side road today, I drove away it back to normal. Back to normal. It was good. And it's going to all go back to sheet ice by the time we go to bed tomorrow night. So that's great. I mean, it's it, it's ridiculous. Like, okay, we pay taxes for what? What do we pay taxes yeah, for? I, I agree. City can't even shovel the damn hey sidewalk. Man, I'll get poli- I'll it? get political about my snow shoveling. Let's go, Hancock. Let's go. Well, here's the thing that pisses me off. Like you go on East Hamden, like there's sidewalks and there's bus stops. Like, isn't the city opening themselves up for massive lawsuits? Let's say That's someone what I'm saying, man. Someone who's trying to walk to the bus stop slips on ice that has not been cleared from a walking. I'm area. fighting for my life every day. I go out to go in the car. And that's what really grinds my gears. Bro. Well said. Well said. All right. And potholes. We can't even fix potholes. So yeah. why should we expect this city we, to ever can, do anything? You know, we can legalize pot, but we can't fix potholes. Annoying. There's more potholes than potheads. Might be. I don't know. We'll there's a lot of potheads here, man. There are. There are. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. 303-831-1340. Come get involved with the show. Got a guest coming up next. Looking forward to that. Uh, let's talk about this Denver Nuggets team, Cody. And are they, let's start with the Western Conference. Are they the team to beat in the West? Because right now they're atop the standings. And we obviously know that they're playing very good basketball here at the moment. But do we expect that to, like, do we expect the Clippers to come on? Memphis was a very strong team. And they actually have the same record as the Grizzlies right now. The Nuggets do 27 and 13, both teams at 27 and 13. Denver 8 and 2, their last 10, as are the Grizzlies. 
The Grizzlies have won seven straight. I believe they have yet to lose a game since losing to the Denver Nuggets a couple of weeks ago. Denver on a three-game winning streak. Seven, they actually mirror each other. Both Memphis and Denver are 17-3 and at home and 10-10 and away. It's interesting. You got New Orleans at 25-16. and They've been a fun team this year as well. So I'll ask you, are the Denver Nuggets the team to beat in the Western Conference? I mean, I feel like, yeah, absolutely. 100 until someone dethrones them. You know, and like, okay, you have a tough matchup coming up on Wednesday against Phoenix at home. That's going to be an exciting one. You want to see how they do there. How long is Devin Booker out again? Is he? I forget exactly. Is he going to be out this game? I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I, I, th- I think he might be getting closer to a return. But it's like a lot of people look at the Phoenix Suns. I still f- I feel like they're one of the most overrated teams in the NBA. Is that fair to say? The Phoenix Suns? Yeah, I don't like the Phoenix Suns either. 13 so, days ago, Shams said uh, Booker groin out for at least four weeks. Okay, so, so he's going to be out this game. So yeah. looking at this, I mean, it's actually kind of unconventional. Like, you've got some interesting names in the top five here. Denver, Memphis, New Orleans, Dallas, Sacramento. Think about that. The Sacramento Kings. They're only a handful of beam. games above 500. Light the beam! I, I wish they were an Eastern Conference team, man. I'd root so hard for them if they were in the East. But you got the Warriors at 520 and 20, Clippers at 21 and 21. We just talked about Phoenix. They're at 20 and 21, as are the Tim Conley-led uh, Timberwolves. I mean, the West seems like it's more open this year than it has been in years past. And because of that, there's really no excuse for the Denver Nuggets. They've got continuity. Malone's been there for a minute. Jokic has developed into a back-to-back MVP. You've got Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. getting healthy. This team, when it's all said and done, should be the number one seed or at, at minimum the number two seed in the Western Conference. Yeah, I think you make some great points. I just, we're seeing teams like the Golden State Warriors, like they have the, they're dangerous, right? But they're losing games. Their road record is weird. And it's crazy that, what is it? They only have two home losses. One of those mm-hmm. was to the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. It's interesting. We're seeing a changing of the guard right now in the NBA. And while I think like, I don't know. can we, In the West especially. Can we though. say looking at the Western Conference, it's still the narrative that we've always believed to be true for the last however many years that they're, they're probably the tougher conference in comparison to the Eastern Conference? Generally speaking, yeah, but I think right now you could actually make a strong case for the East, man. Like, Boston is rock solid. Brooklyn's been better. You got a Giannis, and, and Cleveland has been fun. Yeah, Maybe, we, I know Denver beat them, but I think it's actually maybe a little bit more even than in years past. But yes, typically speaking, the West is the best in regards to the two conferences, at least since Jordan hung them up. West Coast, best coast, baby. You know, so I think <laughs> that's what gets me excited about this Nuggets team is they've got all the pieces, and... You know, we were talking about with my life sports, Sean Drotar, earlier today about how, you know, there was that game against Cleveland last night's game against the Lakers. You know, they had a couple of those hiccups games against. uh, We just talked about it. Uh, They lost to what? Detroit. Who was the other bad home loss that they had? The Knicks, right, where they kind of lay these eggs in games in which they shouldn't have. They kind of got that out of their system early in the year. And now you see them in recent time taking care of business against some of these teams that they should be. And to me, that's the mark of a good team is even keel. Because what's been the criticism of the Nuggets in years past? Too high, too low. Right, They have these great moments for three or four games in a row or a game or two, and they come crashing down and lose a game that they shouldn't. We haven't really seen that in the last, I don't know, three, four weeks. And yeah. maybe, maybe they're just hot right now. But, I mean, the expectation should be to maintain this consistency for the most I think they're bought part. in. I think they're fully bought in to what Michael Malone has been preaching. And, look, you know, they're, it was a relatively new lineup. And I think our biggest frustration, especially at the beginning of the season, I think still to some points and to some degree has been the bench. But the bench has been better. The bench has played better as of late in comparison to how they started off the season. But you want to be playing the way they're playing right now. You want to be playing this way in March. You want to be playing exactly. this way 
you know, in April as you secure seeding. And then you need to play your absolute best. You need to turn it up a notch once you get to the playoffs. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, we'll we'll take a look at some of these other teams, you know, as the season progresses. What say you, Danny Bailey? You think the Denver Nuggets are the team to beat in the Western Conference? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they got the back-to-back MVP. They're at the top of the standings, and they've been dominant at home and pretty solid on the road. I mean, they, they're a matchup nightmare for a lot of teams, and they can match up with most teams on the other side of the floor. I don't see any way that the Nuggets are not in the Western Conference Finals this year. Barring, barring some sort shocked. of disaster. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie, man. I started on my back, my walk back from my sandwich at What a Sub because I was talking about you the Nuggets with Dan. Well, no, no, like to, the, to my car. Oh. I have walked there before, actually, but my car was in the shop and I would take the light rail and I would, it actually works out perfectly because the light rail station is right next to the building. And so I just go stop at What a Sub and continue along with the walk. But uh, I was chatting with Dan, and he was the one who kind of planted the, this. Shout out to Dan. The whole reason we're doing this segment is because he put the idea in my mind today when he was making my sandwich. And, you know, there's a lot of anxiety, I feel like, that comes with the Denver Nuggets from years past. You know, nug life, as, as people like to coin in this market and whatnot. But at this point, man, I, seeing is believing, right? And, and we're seeing it on a night-in, night-out basis. Now, we need to be realistic. They're probably going to dip at some point. They're going to have a couple bad games in a row. That's only natural. But I'm kind of with the belief I agree with uh, Danny. I mean, how do they not get to the Western Conference if this is how they, the Western Conference final, if this is how they're going to play? Seriously. And I mean, look, look, Memphis is good. New Orleans, here's the thing with Memphis and New Orleans and more so New Orleans. I'm not going to trust them with that young team in a big series, a seven-game series against this Denver Nuggets team. Like, Denver should take care of business. Memphis is good. You figure out how to neutralize Jaws as best you can, then you worry about Jackson. Like, both of those teams, it's not like you're facing the Warriors of last year or the Lakers in the bubble where everything was clicking and Anthony Davis was healthy. Right. You know, it just doesn't feel like there's that many. Uh, there's not that daunting hurdle to have to overcome like there has been in years past. And that, to me, is, I think, why the Nugget fans should get excited. Yeah. And and I think it's like, you know, Nuggets fans are very passionate. They they want to see their team win a championship for the first time. And Denver's like, right. You and I talked about it. I feel like this is their best window to do it. I feel like this one to two year window that you have right now, and it could always change, right? But I think that right now with where we see the Nuggets at, with how Jokic is playing, with Jamal coming back and now seemingly finding more confidence, obviously 34 points for him, a new season high last night was obviously great to see from him. If you don't win a championship in these next two years, like I get very worried about will they ever win one with Jokic and him? And it's not a Jokic issue. It's a team thing. I, I hate that we have to have that conversation. It's scary. But I, I don't agree. like having a conversation. It scares the hell out of me. I, I, and that was honestly kind of my thought as well. Is like, if you can't do it this year, like you might see Calvin Booth, who has the lack of emotional attachment to some of these players and the coach especially. I mean, who's to say he doesn't just, you know, so it starts to feel some type of way. I'm, I'm not saying that's going to be the case, but I think it's a worthy talking point about this is their best chance ever. And if yeah. you fall short of expectations, I expect to see some change one way or the other. But let's keep it on the optimistic side of things because... Whichever way you slice it, this year has been delightful for the Denver Nuggets. And maybe, you know, the yin and the yang. Last year, the Nuggets were, you know, this young, hungry team, but we're dealing with some injuries. The Avalanche were the team that needed to, you know, fulfill their prophecy. They did just that. Maybe it's the opposite. Avalanche on a little bit of a Stanley Cup hangover. They've got some injuries. Now it's Denver's turn, the Nuggets in particular, to rise to the occasion and go get what they, what's theirs. Yeah, and I hope they can do it. I hope they can grasp it. I know that, I mean, every time I hear Michael Malone speak, he wants it. Like, he is saying the same thing, but he can't do it as the coach. Like, he's the guy that has to, like, you know, obviously, you know, for him as a coach, he's got to continue to lead and, and keep the morale at an all-time high and, you know, make good choices as a coach. I understand that. But it's like, 
what Michael Malone is preaching, he can't be out there on the court doing it. Like the players have to do it. And that's where we talk about buying. And look, I, we've seen progress, right? Because what was the biggest question we had before the season began? Will MPJ buy in? Right. And he had, I mean, the dude was winning the defensive player of the game chain. Yeah. On, on top of that, we're like, oh, well, he already got paid. Like we may not, he may we'll just, just sell be out like, coast. Yeah. He hasn't done that. He's actually, I think he's, I think his mentality and the way that he's played has been much more improved. I think he plays with more heart, more effort than he did before he had the contract. Yeah. That's buy-in. No, I agree. And and you got it, guys like KCP and Bruce Brown. That's great high, for the locker High room. quality culture players, too. Yeah. You know, they've, oh, they've really... And I got to give, give Calvin Booth, a guy that I've, as many have heard, I've been highly skeptical about on this show. I've been very, like, eh, I don't know about it. Got to give him credit for that. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, even though DeAndre Jordan ain't playing a ton either, you know, I think you can sense sense the impact that he makes in that locker room. I really do. Guys are playing loose, right? Not bunched up. Jokic especially. What's most impressive to me about Jokic is it, it's just like, it's like cutting a, cutting through butter with a knife. Yeah. Like, you know, a hot knife. And like that knife is just like smoldering. It's like you don't even have to put any effort into it. Like, it's damn your effort. That, I don't even know how to describe the pass, but, like, he's driving down by the baseline, hooks it over, like, kind of, I don't, what is this motion called? What would we call this type of pass? I don't even know, like, a swipe pass? Like, I don't even know what that was. To Aaron Gordon. What you do in your college dorm room when your parents come to visit? Yeah, I actually had to do that over the weekend. Is that that paint the house from the Karate Kid? No, this is that's paint the fence. Oh, paint the, oh, yeah, paint the the house house from side to side. side. side, Great movie, by the way. I, the original Karate Kid, that thing gave me like inspiration in life. Daniel San. Or Mike Leach, swing your sword, as Logan We're going to call it the swing, swing your, your sword, sword pass. Yeah. Ac- excellent like job, it. Logan. That's great. And he's just swinging his sword out there, and whoop, he's got Aaron Gordon right under the pirate. Back. Yeah, it's it's been nuts to see. I just well, don't get how any. <laughs> can you go back to that? What? The way he said it, he sounded like one of the Rugrats. He said, it's been nuts to see, like. The way you said oh it. Oh, my. I am just ridiculed. Easy there, Tommy show. Pickles. Was that his name? What is his name? Yeah, Tommy Pickles. I Tommy think. Pickles. You sound like Tommy Pickles there for a moment. So I sound like a talking toddler when I get excited? Yeah. It's the best. That's not the worst thing. You can thing, put that in your Tinder bio for all the thotties out talking there. To- <laughs> TT, talking toddler. That's me. Hit me up. Oofa. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's just like it's effortless to, to see that the way the guy plays the game, man. And... Not that we're numb to it, because I still get excited every time I see it, but like I find myself watching these games and watching Jokic do his thing. And the one take that I come away with is how does not how does the league not wrap their arms around this guy? Like how does not every NBA player or every NBA fan I always look at every NBA commercial that comes out, I'm like, do I see Jokic anymore? Never. I don't think I've ever seen him in a commercial. There's one with the All Star game. I think Jokic declines. Like, I, I think, think it, I mean, I think they, they don't have a asked choice. him though. Yeah, no. they do. With some stuff, they do. I no, dude. You're telling me the league hasn't tried to push the envelope on getting their back to back MVP to do a national commercial. You're telling me Kia hasn't tried to recruit Nikola Jokic for a national commercial. I miss the jokes with Joker. <laughs> me too. My buddy Chase Howell, check him out on Twitter. He's got his, he's got the best. You want to talk about Tinder pictures? He's got a picture of him and Jokic. From back in the day, like he's like interviewing him and it's just like the most perfect mug. And I'm just like, dang, dude, how'd you get that picture? Who the hell took that picture? I was there that day, too. I remember that. Happy for I didn't even know who Chase was back then. Wow. I know I knew who is. And now he's just coming on the show every now and again. It's nuts. You know, but we'll see how this Denver Nuggets team progresses. But I do think they're the team to beat in the Western Conference. I think Memphis is going to make some noise. I do expect the Clippers to put it together sooner rather than later. I expect the Warriors when they get in. And you know what the, the nightmare scenario is for the Nuggets, though? 
is you're the number one seed and you draw the Warriors in the first round. That is a no. I don't like that. Yeah. The Warriors are a dangerous team. You want to avoid them. My thought with the Warriors is they're coasting. Memphis is a team you want to avoid too. I think Absolutely. Memphis scares me. But you can you can avoid Memphis by having to you could put them off. Yeah. Right? But if Golden State's gonna kinda, you know, skip to the uh, finish line here in the regular season, there's a chance that Denver maybe draws them early on, maybe either in the play in and all that kind of stuff as well. Because I think Golden State's a team that's kind of coasted in the regular season off the heels of their championship last year. I expect them when they get to the postseason to flip that switch. Whether or not they're going to be able to flip it quick enough or hard enough, you know, we'll find out. But I mean, any team with Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson playing playing well together, and Jordan Poole, I mean, they're going to be a tough out in the postseason. Like I don't, I don't think they're, I think they're playing like seventy five percent right now in the regular season. Are they trying to win? Yes, but I think that they'll put the they're, they're going to put their best effort forward. That's all you got to do is you just got to get in. You just got to get in. That's yeah, get all you got to do. Dance. Avoid, the, avoid the garbage play-in, which I hate that. Yeah. I think it's so stupid. Screw the play-in. I don't like the play-in either, honestly. I don't, the NBA has just started to get really cute. Thanks, with, Adam Silver. Yeah, they've just started to get really cute they with all their... They revolutionize uh, the game, guys. You know, some I of their Adam tactics. Silver and I, you know, I, I took over David Stern. We really have a product that is superior to all other sports. Shut up. No one cares. Awkward silence. Yeah, no, I just got a weird text message sent to me that made me think. Well, that's weird. Yeah. No, like, it, it, it's not going to say it on there, but. Yeah, I miss David Stern, man. What a guy. He, well, when he was in control, the Lakers were getting away with highway robbery every game. Yeah. David Stern true. loved the Lakers. Hey, that, that was it, the cash it, cow. But wasn't it, it David Stern the one who blew up the deal for CP3 to go to the Lakers? That was like a done deal. Yeah, but, you know, he saved the Lakers from that embarrassment of a uh, choke artist. Hey, I'm happy we can agree Is on that. Is there a player more I, overrated than Chris Paul? Oh, I'm in heaven right now. Are you? I'm in because <laughs> I've had the same take for forever. Dude is a perennial loser. Yeah, he's he's overrated. He's a good player. Uh, dude, he's, got one, of, he's got one of the best, like... We want to put these guys on a pedestal. Yeah. Like, he's be top two point guard of all time. Really? Top two point guard he's of never, all time. He's a one a damn thing. He's never he's never stepped all up. All he does is choke. When he's got he ain't hurt. got no rings. He ain't got no rings. He's a good player. Yeah. Very good player. He's not he's not a guy that's gonna elevate your team. You can't put this guy in top three point guard of all time. I see some people saying that he's better than Isaiah Thomas. Get the hell out of here. Too many people have been doing them. That's what I'm talking about, though. Commercials. These people like devalue winning. Yeah. Winning is what matters. Don't you play the game? To, no, you know what? They don't. You play they, the, the game. These players play the game to make a bag. They don't play to win anymore. I think there's some players that play to win the game. No, there, there are. Bag. Like Jokic. Jokic plays to win the game. And he got a bag because he's so damn good. But it's like you look at Jokic. He doesn't live a lifestyle. It's like, oh, yeah, Jokic is like one of the highest paid players in the NBA. Yeah. You would never think. Thought it. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Let's uh, hit a break when we come back. We've got ourselves special a guest? very special guest. She is named the co-Colorado Sportscaster of the Year. You know her from her work over at CBS4. She is Romy Bean. When we come back, we'll bring in Romy. And I was talking to you about this off air. The best part about talking with people that work in TV, you could do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So we'll go around the horn. We'll talk some Broncos. We'll talk some Avs. We'll talk some Nuggets with Romy Bean when we come back right here on the program. Afternoon Drive back in a few minutes. AP Rourke, Danny, and Logan back in a few Ha, ha, ha. 
Now, more of Afternoon Drive, presented by Superbook Sports on Mile High Sports. Welcome on back into the program, Afternoon Drive, Mile High Sports Radio. Elo Piro, Cody Rourke. You can follow me at Media by AP. He's at Cody Rourke NFL. We got Danny and Logan behind the glass. And let's go on out now to the hotline and bring in our special guest, making her afternoon drive a debut right here on My Life Sports Radio. She's probably been on with Goodman a time or two, but with us here, Mr. Work, that is uh, Colorado's co-Colorado Sportscaster of the Year, Romy Bean. You know her with her work over at CBS4, kind enough to give us a few minutes of her time. Romy, what's going on? And first and foremost, congratulations on the award. Oh, well, thank you so much, guys. Uh, that means so much, and I'm uh, excited to make my debut, you know? <laughs> I just have to win an award to get on, finally. You know, now on the big stage and all that good stuff. No, but a serious question, well, and obviously the congratulations. How did you find out about this? And obviously, you know, I feel like the media awards, at least in my timeline, they just kind of come up every now and again. I always forget, you know, when they're announced and all that stuff, and it was a pleasant surprise to see your name drop there. What was kind of your initial reaction when you uh, received the information? Honestly, I was completely shocked. Uh, a few, I don't know, it was last month I found out I was a finalist and, and I kind of saw the list and I just said, gosh, I'm just, I'm just so honored to be included in this group. And to be honest, I was like, okay, I mean, it's, it's Connor McGahee. Like, who, who, who are we kidding here? Um, so when I found out that I actually tied with Connor, I was, uh, I c- couldn't really believe it. I was overwhelmed. It was just such an unbelievable feeling. I truly never expected it, like, at all, in any sense, in any way. So, it was just a very cool moment and one of those moments where you take a step back and you reflect kind of where you've been and, and, and how I got here. And I still, I still don't really believe it. It's, it's pretty wild, but it's really beautiful to share this with Connor, a person that I have so much respect and admiration for. Now, well, Romy, you're very deserving of this and, and for anybody. like I would be shocked if there's anybody in this world, especially anybody listening to the show right now that doesn't know who Romy Bean is. You, you see how funny she is on TV and the amazing stories and the depth that she can go into to tell stories. I think in particular, one of my favorite things, Romy, this season was uh, when you were in London and you and KJ Hamler went on a shopping spree. Those were my favorite things that you've done, but also... Mm-hmm. Outside of just that, I also think that what you're doing and, and the magnitude of what you're doing is so inspiring for women in sports to get more recognition because there's so many hardworking women in this industry that don't get it, I'd say, clearly enough recognition. And I'm glad to see that finally we get to see that with you. And I think I can set you know a little bit of a light for other female sportscasters to be able to get this as well. Well, thank you, first of all, Cody, for saying that, that I mean so much, but it's one of those things where it's, it's truly humbling because there's so many great women that have, have come for, before me and to just be someone in the line that hopefully makes a difference and influences uh, a, another female, girl, woman along the way to push and, and strive for their dreams and, and try, you know, succeed in a male-dominated sphere. is It's just cool to be to be part of that, to that maybe someday some other girl has said, yeah, you influenced me. And, you know, that's kind of the most rewarding part of it all, really. And the truth is, I have to thank each and every one of you guys, Cody, and, you know, all of you guys, because when I come and whatever we're at, whether it's Broncos or whatever, it's, yeah, I'm never treated any differently. You know, I look at myself as one of the guys and you guys treat me that way. And so I'm very lucky to work in this market. I, obviously, I don't know what it's like in other markets, but this is just such a great market. I'm so lucky to have colleagues like you guys that look at me for the work I put out there and not that, you know, I'm a female, but that I'm just one of the gang trying to do our best to report sports. 
one of us, as we like to say here at Mile High Sports. But she is Romy Bean. You can follow her on Twitter at Romy underscore Bean. And it's also a good time to cover Colorado sports. I know the Rockies are kind of down and out right now, but the other teams, for the most part, they're pretty exciting or at least exciting to talk about. We'll see what the Denver Broncos do this offseason. But let's start with the best team in the Western Conference, the Denver Nuggets. Last night, they took down the Los Angeles Lakers in pretty convincing fashion. I'll ask you what we just talked about in the last segment. In your opinion, Romy, are the Nuggets the team to beat in the Western Conference? You know, I really think they are, guys. Going into this season, uh, to me, it felt like hmm, it's the Nuggets or Golden State, right? That's, that's kind of how I felt going into this season because those of us, all of us, have been around and watched these Nuggets build year after year. It is a bit reminiscent of the Avalanche where they've kind of had to go through these struggles and they've learned a little something about themselves and about going the distance, if you will, each year. And then this year, finally everybody's healthy, but you look at these acquisitions that didn't seem like a big splash at the beginning of the year, KCP and Bruce Brown, okay, you know, uh, have been such massive additions and finally have all the pieces around Jokic that you feel like this team, the only team, the only thing that can really get in their way is themselves, right, and that commitment to defense. But, man, when they commit to defense, I mean, the offense is just so powerful. It's, it's unbelievable. The one thing with Golden State that does scare me, I will say, a little bit is, like, are they just kind of, you know, floating around and they're gonna they're waiting because they know they're gonna take off when they need to take off but nonetheless even so i truly feel like the nuggets can go toe-to-toe with anybody they're so complete they're so much more complete than they've been and offensively it's not even just a two-man game anymore right of jamal and Jokic or Jokic and ag it's anybody kcp you know you bring in bruce brown you bring in bones as a, a sixth man of the year candidate it feels like at this point there's just so much depth and so much talent. It is so fun to see these guys rise to the occasion every every year and kind of do things this year that they haven't done in years past, right? The Christmas game, certain games that you kind of, they used to play down to their opponents. We don't really do that anymore. So this team just seems to have, the, they have the pieces and they seem to have the right mentality too. And, and, you know, when they're on, they are on. I was going to tweet that last night. I was too tired. I was, I was like, all right, I'm just gonna, I don't need to tweet the obvious at this point. But kind of shifting gears here now, Romy, kind of talking about the Denver Broncos. Obviously, this season, uh, you and I, we, we've talked a lot in the press box about, like, what is going on with this team. The season did not match the expectations I think anybody had. But for you, right, let's find a silver lining. Like, what, in your opinion, what was one of your favorite moments about covering the Broncos this season? It could be from the outcome of a game. It could be a one-on-one story you did with a player looking back on 2022, what is something good that you can take away from this year? Oh man, that's a, that's a tough question. Cause uh, you know, it was such a tough year and I think we've all said it, but I think what made this year so tough is the expectations. I mean, the past four or five years, we didn't expect the Broncos to do anything. So then for them to be even worse this year with all the expectations with Russell Wilson, with Nathaniel Hackett, all this stuff was just like, it was mind-blowing how bad it was, I think. But in the big picture, if I had to take a step back, I'd say two things. Personally, I would say, and you kind of mentioned it, but going to London and meeting up with K.J. Hamler outside of practice, that was really, I think, I think a highlight for me. A chance to get to know these guys on a little bit of a, of a different, different basis and in a different form and just have fun with them, especially it being a tough season. Um, so... Those are the things I'm appreciative for is just kind of getting to know the guys and, you know, their willingness. There are certain guys that no matter what, good, bad, or no matter what, how it was going, their willingness to always always talk to us. I mean, you know, Pat Sertan, Mike yeah. Purcelli, mm-hmm. 
got to give so many shout-outs to those guys for always being willing when you know it's tough, you know, and they just have that mutual respect. It's something I always just really appreciate. So I feel like those are the big things, and honestly, if we're going to go big picture, I think the last two weeks, like, it's kind of a catch-22 because what Jerry Rosberg did in the last two weeks made Nathaniel Hackett look so bad. I mean, the fact that this guy who's never coached, been a head coach before, could come in and in two weeks almost um, get rid of that entire narrative, right, of it takes years to build a winning culture, it takes years to change the culture. Jerry Rosberg did it in 13 days. Uh, but the big picture of that is it makes you hopeful that if they get the right guy, that this, this team is, in fact, not broken. Russell Wilson is, in fact, not broken. He didn't just forget how to play football. Uh, Jerry Rosberg laid out a blueprint that this ownership can now carry forward in their head coaching search. And I think for all of us, that should be something that's exciting about, that you feel like they don't need to burn it, burn it all to the ground. So big picture-wise, I think silver lining really was the last two weeks. We're chatting with Romy Bean, sports anchor and reporter for CBS Colorado. And let's take a look here at some of the names that are currently in the Denver Broncos head coaching search. It seems like some people on Twitter are making a frenzy over the fact that Jim Harbaugh was interviewed, but it was done virtually. So that's sending people some weird mixed signals, right? Ajiro Evero uh, apparently up today as well. But it seems like the big three candidates are Harbaugh, Sean Payton, and Dan Quinn from the Dallas Cowboys. I think all three of those, it's really hard to go wrong, obviously, all three are sharp football minds. But let's talk less about the candidates and more about the needs for this team, right? Because we saw the Broncos go in a polar opposite direction with the hiring of Nathaniel Hackett from Vic Fangio, right? Fangio, old school, defensive minded, Hackett, new school, kind of up, upbeat in, in, in his approach with things on the coaching staff, offensive minded. Of course, what type of coach do you think the Denver Broncos need to go get in this next head coaching cycle? You know, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's been my one reservation is everything has been such a, a gross overreaction to what happened before. Nathaniel Hackett was a complete overreaction to Vic Fangio, right? You couldn't think of a more opposite person. So as they look for the next guy, you hope that they don't go complete opposite again just, just to get away from that. I think that that's kind of, you know, the one big red flag that I want to make sure that they don't do. But I think the biggest, the number one characteristic is a veteran experienced head coach. And that has to do not just with Nathaniel Hackett, but they are now 0 for 3 on first-time head coaches. I just don't think that, that you can risk that anymore. That being said, uh, Averro does ha- uh, Averro is, does seem like he's going to be a hot name and a qualified candidate, and you'd hate to see him walk. So I guess if you are going to go that route again, he seems like a guy that could potentially get that opportunity. But it really feels like it has to be a veteran, a no-nonsense, a steadfast leader, a guy who comes in with a plan, sticks to that plan, and to be honest, is, is a coach. He's not here to be your friend. The hard thing with Nathaniel Hackett was we all liked him as a person, right? He was a great guy. You know, the players loved him as a person. He, he was a great guy, but the problem was he wanted to be everybody's friend. And at the end of the day, these guys need to be coached. They want to be coached. They crave that kind of right coaching and steadfast leadership. So it's got to be a guy... That can that can write the ship. That's here to support you and to give you tough love and all this stuff. But he's not here to be your friend, right? And I think when you name those top three, those are the perfect examples where they are guys that can be hard on their players, but they also can give their players a lot of love, right? Dan Quinn, he's known as a players coach, but he's also a no nonsense guy. So plain and simple, it has to be a guy that comes in with a plan. He doesn't get, you know. Too, too thrown off about, I don't know, wanting, wanting to please the guys 
and I think the other big thing, guys, is not just a guy that can bring out the most in Russell Wilson, but a guy that puts him in his place. And I don't, I don't say that in a negative way. I didn't know there was like so much just crap talked on Russ this whole year, but in the sense of let's compare it to like a Peyton Manning. A Peyton Manning was a guy who was like, give me the whole playbook, right? And he and he knew the whole playbook, but he could handle that like cerebrally, and, and that's just who Peyton was. I think Russ is a guy who wants to be that guy. He wants the whole playbook. But we saw that happen with Nathaniel Hackett, and that's not the kind of coach he needs. He needs the guy that's going to give him a portion, you know, and these are the plays you're doing, and this is where we're going. And he needs it to be more uh, of a whittled down, if you will, you know, week-by-week week type of thing. It's not a Peyton Manning situation. Russ really does need a lot of direction, a lot of coaching, and that, I think, brings out the best of him. So I think that's important as well. But I think that goes back to a guy who's, who's there to coach, who has a vision, who sticks with his vision, and, you know, bringing the best out of Russ is part of his vision, but not necessarily giving Russ an equal seat at the table. Yeah, I think that's very valid, too. You know, for Russ, for him, he had said it as well. I think one thing he mentioned in the CBS broadcast after the game was, uh, you know, he's like, we're going to turn this around, and when we do, it's going to be amazing, which I think everybody in Broncos country is hoping for. One thing I, I've noticed, just talking to players, especially being in the locker room yesterday and, and the final time as players were cleaning out their lockers, the one thing I've that I noticed and that I felt being there all season long alongside yourself was I, I don't think that the Broncos need a head coach to come in and change the locker room culture. I think the locker room culture is actually pretty good with guys like Justin Simmons there with Russell Wilson. If they bring Latavius Murray back, that's obviously a great thing to have there. But there's a lot of good leadership in that locker room. And a lot of the guys said, you know, despite how the season went, I, I, I can truly say that I love these guys and we stuck together. I think that the next head coach needs to come in and change the culture on field, right? The, the winning and being able to win games, get guys locked in. And it's so crazy to see a guy like Jerry Rossberg come in in just 13 days notice and seemingly change that a little bit and, and make two weeks look like, wait, you know, you, you always have the question, what could it have looked like if he was there maybe after the Jacksonville game, things like that. In your opinion, do you feel like the locker room culture is, is a in a good spot for Denver the way I feel? Yeah, I totally agree with you, Cody. I think it is, and I think you could even look back at this whole season, and it's a testament to what you said. I mean, there was not one point during the season, especially when it was so bad, not one defensive player ever ragged on the offense. And they could have, right? They could have for weeks and weeks and weeks, and it they never once did publicly, right? They, they always stuck together, and their ability to stick together in what was just really, I mean, disappointing is a massive understatement when you're describing this season and for them to stick together the way that they did throughout this shows that there is really strong leadership that's a solid group of young men that they really they have the right mentality they just need the right guidance at this point so so i completely agree with you i don't think you need to be going out finding different players you've got the leadership in place but it's simply that 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 on-field performance and again and going off what you said the fact that what Jerry Rosberg did in, in two weeks, I mean, you brought them toe-to-toe with the, the number one seed in, in the AFC, and then you beat the fifth seed, whatever. Are the Chargers the fifth yeah. seed? Yeah, yeah. Then you beat the fifth seed, right, in a game where they played their starters for most of the game, <laughs> and they so were wild. able to, and Cortland, Cortland, I know, right, and Cortland said it um, in the locker room on Sunday about, like, this, we were finally able to finish, right? So now they got a taste of that. Now they got a taste of like, oh, what's it like not just to win that game, but to in the final four minutes do what you're supposed to do in a ball game to close out a game, to finish out a game. They got a taste of it. So now it's 
you know, again, when it comes down to this wasn't a talent question. This was a coaching question, plain and simple. And there's a piece of, I think, all of us that feel a little bad again. Nathaniel Hackett wasn't a bad guy, you know? He he was a great guy, and you wish him success, and you hope he lands on his feet somewhere. But plain and simple, this this came down, you know, to coaching. And there just was not enough coaching leadership from the top guiding this team. And at the end of the day as strong-minded and great football players and as great of people as the guys are in the locker room, they need a coach. We all know this, right? Yeah. You know, you, you need a boss. You need a coach. And in sports, it just shows you how important coaching is. And uh, it feels like that's, that's also why they have to get this right. This is why Greg Penner and company can't get overexcited about any single guy. They need to interview everybody. they got to do their due diligence. Last year, they didn't, right? Nathaniel Hockey was the only guy who got a second interview. They have to do it right this time. They have to be thorough. They can't just fall in love with a guy and make a mistake because they simply they can afford it money-wise. They can buy out whoever they want. They can't afford it in terms of this organization, in terms of these players, in terms of you know keeping a guy from Justin Simmons like cracking. I mean, nobody's been through worse than Justin Simmons <laughs> on this team, right? Because <laughs> yeah. they got to get it right this time, plain and simple. Romy Bean, be sure to follow her on Twitter at Romy underscore Bean does a great job over at CBS Colorado. Really appreciate a few minutes of your time. Congratulations once again on the award. And I promise you, we'll do it again soon. Thank you so much, Romy. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Hope to hope to be back on soon. Absolutely. You always have a spot here, Romy. We love you. All right. Love you guys back. Appreciate it. All right. Great stuff, man. I love Romy. She's fantastic. Different perspective. Like, you know, that's the other thing that I enjoy is, you know, just talking to different people. Like, everybody has a different take. Like, you know what I'm saying about the Broncos, about the yeah. Nuggets, you know, all that kind of stuff as well. And I think it's if you talk to the same people over and over again, you're going to find yourself in the same echo chambers. Like, it's important to kind of broaden your horizons. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, you know, great insight, obviously, from one of the best here in Colorado. She is fantastic at what she does. Like, you ever see her work like the oh, moment great. before she goes live on camera, she's. You know, she's there and then bam, she she is she's mastered the art of just snapping right yep. into form and it is fantastic. Uh, and she also understands I think the importance of building, you know, important relationships with players, you know, and like understanding that like, these these are you know, football players who will leave everything on the line, but they're also human beings and she is one of the best, I think, at exemplifying that in her coverage, especially highlighting what these guys do as human beings. And I, I tell you what, one of the best in the business. I'm you know, personally, I'm super glad she got her bag back from Southwest because that whole thing, like, <laughs> yeah, I was, we should have asked her about that. I honestly. was reading her timeline when that was happening. She was like posting video updates. That seemed and like a disaster. I, I was stressed for her. I would have lost my marbles on a customer service rep. Like at one point, she yeah. even had, she had a customer service rep. She was in LA. Say, okay, here's a number to call. They gave her a fake number, and she went back there. <laughs> I don't know how it went, but it's like I would have been. I was stressed for for Romy, but she got her bag back. Thank goodness. And hopefully Southwest can learn from their mistakes. Oh, Southwest. I, I hope they took care of, like, any any travel Romy wants to do for a year, they should just completely yeah. be like, hey, on the house. it's on the house. I like it. All right. Let's hit a break. When we come back, we will put a bow on the show. Let's do a little sports potpourri and revisit the topics that we've talked about throughout the first hour and 45 or so. All that and more when we come back right here on the program. Afternoon Drive, AP Rourke, Danny and Logan. Back in a few. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Afternoon Drive with Anil Piro and Cody Rourke. Presented... By Superbook Sports. What? It was aggressive. Elon Musk. Uh-oh. Thank you. What do you do? Well, like, my blue check mark said I was subscribed to Twitter Blue, which I'm not. And I check it now, and it's like, all right, this is a legacy verified account. There we go. Back to being notable. Wait, you, they moved yours because you subscribed to Twitter Blue? I was like the old Twitter Blue. And so when you click on your check mark, it said that you subscribed to Twitter it, Blue? It did for like Ooh, yeah. two, the last two weeks, and now it's back to normal on both mobile. And I'm like, yes. Thank you. One of the OGs. Amen. The grind is sold separate. Grind is sold separate. I live my life by GSS. What is that? Oh, grind sold separate? So what does that mean? What isn't? So what's included then? If the grind isn't? I mean, what do you mean? Like the grind is sold separately, brother? Well, that's what I'm saying. Then what What? Well, what are you starting with? Like if it's sold separately, that means you got to buy it because you don't have it right now. So like, what do you have? I don't got to buy it. Like people can't buy it. Like people can't buy what I have. And that's the grind. The grind. Freaking grinding, Nilo. He's a grinder. Cody Rourke. No, I love the grind. Love the hustle. That's where I feel most comfortable. But uh, all right, a couple minutes left to play with here on the program. Nothing earth-shattering in the world of sports that we haven't really talked about. Carlos Correa is going to go to the Twins. Trevor Story, old friend, out for a minute with an elbow surgery. Stephanie McMahon just resigned. Yeah. How about the Avalanche tonight on ESPN? They're going to have an opportunity. At least the public can watch them in this Yeah, town. yeah. Wait, is ESPN? Yeah, because on national TV. You it's on actual e- ESPN, not ESPN Plus, Correct. right? Yep. Okay. There we go. They take on the Panthers. That should be uh, an interesting matchup tonight. And the Avalanche, Kill McCarr, I saw, is averaging like 34 and a half minutes per game, like right around there. And I know he's a young guy, but like in regards to ice time, like Logan, what would you say? Like you could hold up a number if you want, like. Or you could shake your head. Like, what's average ice time for a player? 25-ish minutes a game? Like, usually not. Yeah, I know it depends. But, like, let's just put it this way. Playing 33, 34 minutes a game is not the norm for the most part. So, that's the thing is we know that the Avalanche are stretched thin. It appears that Jared Bednar has some uh, trust issues with some of the reserve players. 
So I think that's why Just you're seeing guys like McCarr. I mean, think about this. They get McKinnon back, and, they, and I know it's McKinnon. He's going to want to go out there and play as long as he's healthy. But they're already throwing his minutes up the wazoo. Like, I mean, they're, they're playing their guys a lot right now. We'll see what they can do tonight against the Panthers, who have been one of the more disappointing teams in the NHL. Get right game? Well, they won their last game in overtime with McCarr, despite all the effort. So I would say, you know, they're at home tonight, 730 puck drop. This is a game you want to see them win. Panthers have been kind of in a downward trend. You want to see the Avalanche go out there and put their best skate forward and get the job done. Today. Oh, look at you, man. Knock your feet box. See what I did there? I did. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm happy for you, sir. Yeah, Logan just texted me 13 to 19 minutes is average, so McCarr is playing double, damn near. Yeah, coming off injury, that's a little weird. I'm surprised. Yeah, no, it's there's a lot that kind of goes into it. Let's take a look here at the betting odds for anybody who wants to play the numbers. Ooh, Avalanche minus 134 tonight, which means you're going to get a plus number on the 60-minute line, six and a half the total. Scoring is also way up. I mean, you see just so... I mean, there's actually a lot of five and a half, a, lot, a couple in a row here, but we're going to get to the point where seven and a half is maybe going to become a real number here in the NHL. So we'll see what the Avalanche can do here tonight. Let's see if they can, uh, you know, maybe the good vibes are still in the building after the Nuggets last night, but they find themselves with an opponent who is uh, reeling a little bit in the Florida Panthers. So got my eye on that. Uh, What else? Did Jeff Saturday get relieved today? Uh, I saw that their GM spoke, but I don't know. Did they make that official? I don't don't know. I couldn't see anything on that. I mean, do you fire an interim head coach, or it no, does, I think, does I think the interim the just end? Yeah. I think it's just yeah. like a, until the end of the season type thing. He wants to be. No, he, like, wa- he like, wants to be it. He says, yeah. here's a quote. If I get this job, there's going to be significant change. Yeah, right. He's in the running. Whatever he wants to be the full-time head coach. My aunt had ball. She'd be my Uncle Jeff. Yeah. Geoff. I don't like my aunt either. No? You don't like your aunt? No. That's sad. Promiscuous woman. Ugh, promiscuous girl. Wherever you are. She did my uncle wrong. Oh, okay. Well, then I don't like her either. I got my Uncle Jack's back. Hey, man, focus on your... Hey, for all the kings out there, you know, focus on yourself. Yeah, focus on your grind. Like, take care of yourself, man. There's so... I mean, we're not going to get into the Shit, relationship Don't forget to life, shave. But, don't forget to put on deodorant. Yeah. Shower every day. Wash your face. You got to just focus on yourself, man. There's a lot of snakes in the garden these days, man. Always has been. But that's the thing is, you know, a lot of people look at social media and that's how they think that life should be. That's not the way that it no, should be. That's such a myth. Uh, mind, body, spirit. Focus on yourself, kings. Mind, body, spirit. And Nilo Puro. Yeah. Easy there, buddy. Like last night I came. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be the greatest soundbite we have. Last night. I don't know. I think I can't read is pretty much up there. No. Because you say it so definitively. I can't read. <laughs> yeah, but obviously I, I do. Add, is I it do. circumbed no. or circamed? Like, what is the problem? It's succumbed. Succumbed. I can't read. Yeah, I like that one. But I can do ad reads. Easily. You can. I'm the best in the business at ad don't reads. Don't tell that to Danny Williams. Why are you going to make this about Danny Williams? Because he he's the knows. one who makes it about himself. He already knows. A fool makes everything Danny, about himself. you do your absolute best, my friend. I'm proud of you. He tries hard. He tries hard. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Trying hard for 25 plus years. Got him very <laughs> far. No, I'm just. Hey, man. Hey. All right, man. Hey, man. That's it for us. Any uh, words of wisdom, closing thoughts? Uh, hey, stop by Crown Burger. Get mm. yourself a nice little burger there off Colorado. Mm. Tomorrow, go to What a Sub. Actually, Chilly don't go day. to What a Sub tomorrow because we're gonna go and we don't. We're gonna go run early enough. We're gonna make sure we get our. We're gonna get our. Go get yourself some damn chili and a damn good sandwich. <clears throat> Curse I got, I got a half sandwich here that I'm about to dive into. <clears throat> I forgot about What'd that. What'd you get? Uh, I went with the number one. It okay. is chicken bacon cheese. The breaded chicken. Mm-hmm. Toasted to perfection. With some lettuce. Tomato. 
I got some onions thrown on there. I like and onions. onions. It is. The, I got the thirty three. What's that? Italian? No, that's the bacon cheeseburger sandwich. Oh, that's right, bro. On fire, freaking believable. The sixty six. Kylie's favorite is a banger. Grilled chicken, spinach, Swiss honey the mustard, Italian sausage. Mm. Oh my god, I love it, man. I, I literally love. Hey, like, we I got love chili that tomorrow. Shop. We got what a sub. Anilo said he's gonna bring me some baked ziti. I'm in a good mood. Yeah, I think I. You know, I gotta go talk to my mother. Hey, tell your mother. Say, you know, Cody said. Oh, Hopefully, she son. made it. Yeah. Oh, look at that. You did a good job on that one. All right, <laughs> let's get on out of here. Afternoon drive in the books. Danny Logan, fantastic job as always. Appreciate you guys. Cody, good stuff. Take a page out of Goodman's book. I'll try to be better tomorrow. Enjoy your Tuesday. Chat with you on Wednesday. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.